Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our recap this week. I want to say thank you to Paige Davies for sharing her story. Um, All the way from Brisbane, Australia. (laughs) Uh, It still amazes me that I have listeners from all over the globe. I'm just, I'm always just humbled and in shock when I hear that someone is reaching out to me from all across the waters. It just blows me away. At the same time, it just encourages me that God speaks loudly all over the world. He reaches much further than we can ever dream or imagine. You know, we are limited to our understanding. We're limited to our little churches. We're limited to our little states or even our regions. We can have big conferences and say, oh, it's the whole southern part of the United States or it's all of the U.S. And that is amazing and awesome, but it can seem, wow, that's just mind boggling. But God is not limited to what we put him in. You know, he's He's so outside of the box that there is no box. So, and that's what things like this reminds me of when someone reaches out, um, from all over the place and say, hey, I heard your podcast. Can I share my testimony? Or someone recommends a friend of a friend of a friend, (laughs) you know, and they live all across the world. So I'm just delighted that, I'm so glad that God is God. Guys, I am so glad that God is God and that he is in control of all the crazy that seems out of control in the world today. So that just great comfort. Anyway, just wanted to jump into our testimony today, our recap. You know the beauty of, um, (laughs) the beauty for me of hearing Paige's testimony is that it made me go back and reflect on the power of example. And what I mean by that, I mean Paige is 24 years old. Now she's an adult, but at the same time, Our kids, it made me think back as a parent, our kids get their example of how to live from us, whether we believe that or not. And yes, there's the impact of once they get outside of our house and they meet their own friends and they have their own lives. But what they see from us while they're with us kind of determines a lot of stuff, you know? And that's really, as I began to listen to Paige's testimony, she grew up in lukewarmness and therefore lukewarm was okay. That's what Christianity was to her because that's what she saw. And it just made me really stop this week and look over my own life because every testimony is a time for me to reflect, not to compare, but to reflect and look over my own life and ask myself, what seeds have I planted into my children? What do I see? 
in my children today, whether it's something that drives me crazy <laughs> or something that makes me unbelievably happy and proud, it came from something. It stemmed from something. And it made me really stop and look at my, my life, my kids' lives, and ask myself, did I plant good seeds? Did I nurture the soil in which the seed that God planted in which it could grow. We're all guilty of lukewarmness in some area of life, some stage of life. And I pray that I haven't lived my life in lukewarmness. I've passed through it, but I haven't lived in it. And therefore my kids see what it is to live as Christ wants me to live because they know then as they veer away from it in their own years, what they need to be aiming for. And I, and I, I say it that way because I, I feel like Paige didn't know what to aim for. She aimed, her, her, her aim was off. <laughs> you know, if she was trying to hit a target and she's looking through a scope, she's looking at it from a skewed vantage point and she keeps missing the target because she's looking at it wrong. And I wonder how many of us have trained our kids to see God from a lukewarm standpoint and it doesn't serve them today. And like I said, it can frustrate us watching them. It's always easier to, to see someone else's life and be frustrated with it or angry about it or hurt over it. But they pick that up from us, you know? So I, I think it, if nothing else, it was just a time to reflect and go, God, help me to see the good, of course, in which I planted into my kids, but also the bad so that I may grow and learn from it. I want best, I want what is best for my children, just as God wants what is best for me. And sometimes that means admitting and accepting my own faults, my own flaws, and how it shows up in the lives of other people. Whether it's my children, it's my friend, my circle of friends, um, my coworkers, what do they get when they get you? I know we've said that before. What do people get when they get you? Is it really what it is you want it to be? Have you dumbed down your walk with God for the sake of fitting in with other people? You know, Paige talked a lot about just really seeking validation. You know, she was talking about the, the, the boyfriend and, you know, really wanting him to validate her, even to a point where, you know, she'll ask a stupid question like, whose body do you like the most? You know, we can hear that and go, oh girl, please, you don't ask that question. <laughs> but when you are hungry for validation, you seek it out. You go in search of it. You ask questions, hoping against all odds that the answer is gonna feed you when in most cases the answer ends up hurting you, which is what it was in her case. And I wonder, are you seeking validation in some area of life in which God has already validated you? Because the minute we're seeking validation from the outside, we are setting ourselves up for the fall. 
That's what Satan wants. He wants us to get our validation from outside of us. And he always is like that carrot that is dangling in front of you, but always somewhat outside of your reach. It's always outside of your reach. What are you hoping for? What are you reaching for? I did a study with a woman recently. What are you hungry for? What are you so hungry for that you're willing to accept anything? That was the story of Paige's young life. She was just hungry, but she was hungry for the wrong things. And therefore, she sought out the things that would hurt her or harm her instead of the things that was going to make her healthy and whole. You know, there's an old saying that if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. And I, that, that, that is just so true. <laughs> That's true, not just in Christianity. It's true in every walk of life. You know, what are you standing for? Lukewarmness is standing with your feet split from one side to the other. You're, you're, you're straddling the fence. That's what lukewarmness is. I'm not hot, neither am I cold. I'm just standing here in the middle. In other words, I'm not really standing at all. And, I, you know, I'm constantly cheering with my kids about what is it that you want? What is it that you want? You gotta get clear on what you want because if you're not clear, you never hit the target. Guys, lukewarmness says that we're not clear on whatever it is, the target. Lukewarmness is us not identifying the goal. It's faith, if you want to call it that. I mean, I, I kind of hesitate to call it faith because is faith anything lukewarm really faith, you know? But the description that someone gave recently it was, lukewarm is faith that doesn't affect the way that you live. Lukewarmness is faith that doesn't affect or change the way that you live. And you know, you heard it throughout Paige's sharing. You know, she was living this lukewarm life, this lukewarm Christianity. Meanwhile, she's passing out, she's in bars, uh, been thrown into Ubers and taken home and put next to a bucket. I mean, you go, oh my gosh. How many of us have lived life like that? It may not be quite that extreme, but a life in which, <laughs> whoo, if you didn't mention the name God, no one would ever know God was a part of your life. I remember that stage. I remember that stage in which it was about BJ. It was about BJ's fun. It was about BJ being young and free, it was, it was just BJ. But it was all under the guise of, but I'm a Christian, I love the Lord. And I sincerely, honestly guys, I sincerely believed that to be true. I really did. I don't believe that a lukewarm person, when they say they love God, I don't believe they're lying to you. I just believe they're deceived 
as to what the difference is. If you had told me back in my young years that I was not sincerely loving God, you would have had a fight on your hands. <laughs> because I sincerely loved God, but I wasn't living for God. And that really was the difference. So when I narrow down lukewarmness, it's about who's living for God. It's about who's allowing God to dictate what they say and what they do. It isn't about the feeling. And I think that 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 gets us, you know, trapped. Because I felt in love with God. I would sing songs of praise and worship that would move you to tears because I felt everything I was saying. But feelings alone didn't change anything. It didn't change how I lived my life. And you know, when we become neutral, honestly, we become ineffective. I was neutral. Paige, she was dwelling in neutral. You know, you think about your car, you put that, put your car in neutral, you're not hurting anyone, <laughs> right? It's not like you're ramming into it. You're not, you're simply not going anywhere. You're completely ineffective. You're sitting in a car that works, preferably it has gas in it, but because it's in neutral, it's not serving a purpose. And I wonder how many of us are living Christian lives. I say Christian lives for, for lack of a better term, but we're, we're living our lives going nowhere. We're living, I don't know, moral lives. That's the word I'm looking for. We're living these lives that are morally accepted doesn't mean they're necessarily moral because we're doing all sorts of crazy things behind closed doors. We're doing a lot of dark stuff, but the world doesn't see it as dark. The world doesn't disapprove. So we can be moral, quote unquote, in the sight of the world and still be in neutral spiritually, going nowhere, not advancing one way or the other. I was sharing with a friend this week about, oh, about the pace of grace. I think I may have shared this before, that Jesus moves at the pace of grace. It's like he wants us to catch up to him. It is not like he's moving so fast and laughing, looking over his shoulder, laughing. <laughs> BJ, I'll never catch up to me. Ah, that Paige, she's always gonna be lukewarm. She's never gonna catch up to me. That's not who he is. He wants us to walk with him. He'll slow down just to capture us, to capture our hearts, to get us to lean on him. He moves at a pace of grace. So when we're wallowing, when we are roaming the world in lukewarmness, it doesn't bring joy to our God. Not at all. If anything, it brings sadness. Not just because we are lukewarm, but because we're not with Him. 
He wants us to be with Him. And He'll let us get so sick. It's like anything that you're trying to drink that's lukewarm or eat and it's lukewarm. You can take a few bites of it. You can tolerate it. And then ultimately, you put it aside because it's not satisfying. He will allow us to be dissatisfied enough that it causes us to pause and think about where we're going and what we're doing. He wants us to be sick and tired of lukewarm because lukewarm would never get us to where we're trying to go. I heard this great quote. I think it's Francis Chan. He had a quote on, I love that man. <laughs> he says, lukewarm Christians don't really want to be saved from their sins. They want to be saved from the consequences of their sins. Uh, that, you're lukewarm because you really kind of like being there. But then the consequences of the sin of the lukewarmness is what is what makes us uncomfortable. It ruffles our feathers and we want to be saved from the consequences of it. But we don't want to be saved from the sin themselves because we still like it. I really challenge us to look at our lives and ask yourself, what is it that I'm dwelling in? If I'm honest, I really like it. And that's honestly why I'm still here. You know, I can go to church all day, every day, because it's quote unquote, the Christian thing to do, but I don't like it. So what's the point? What's the point? What are you doing that you really desire to stay in it? You know, I had a friend who shared, you know, this person say, hey, I love getting drunk. I love drinking. I like, that makes me feel. That's someone who's not ready to stop drinking. I can accept that. At least they're honest about it. You know, if we have someone and, you know, they're, they're talking to you about your life or their lives and they say, hey, I like sleeping around. I'm not looking to give it up. That's somebody who's not ready. They have no desire to, to release that. They don't want to be saved from that. They want to be saved from the consequences of it. And I ask us Christians, this will be a short one this week. I ask us, are there things that you're simply asking God to save you from the consequences of? We're not, we're saying, God, I'm not asking you to take this away because I like this too much. Don't take it away. It's a friend of mine. Don't take it away. I love cuddling up next to it. All I'm asking you to do is take away the consequences. If I'm going to sleep around, I don't want to get a disease. I just want to be able to sleep around. If I want to talk badly about people, I don't want them to talk badly about me. I just want to be able to talk badly about them, laugh about it, and joke with my friends. What is it that's keeping us lukewarm? What is it that's making us so much like the world that you can barely tell the difference? Isn't that the way of Satan? Satan rarely takes us so far away from something that it's obviously a counterfeit. 
He keeps it as close to the edge as possible so that we can't quite tell the difference. We can't quite tell the difference. You know, there's so many different sodas out there. I'm not a soda drinker, but I look at, <laughs> there's the, the Coke Zero, there's a Diet Coke, there's a Coke Light, there's a, all these, I'm like, what's the difference exactly? <laughs> I don't know. They're so close. And I know those who are, are, are true connoisseurs, you know what the difference are. And you're probably going, oh my BJ, oh BJ, you're stupid. You should know this by. <laughs> you might know the difference. I don't know the difference. As far as I'm concerned, it's just another title. I mean, we have so many confusing titles. I, I look at food, something that should be simple. It goes in, the, it's in a seed form, puts it in the ground, it sprouts up. It's of God. And we have taken it and twisted it in so many different ways. I don't know what's good for me and what's bad for me. I don't know I should eat this or I shouldn't eat that. Isn't that the way of Satan? I try to, when it comes to all of that, just get to the simplest form possible. I think spiritually, guys, when we get lost, we get confused. And we do. Because there's a lot out there. There's a lot competing for our attention. You know, Christianity or church is a business. It's a very profitable business. So you got a lot of things and a lot of people competing for your attention. How do you know the difference? I have to strip it down to the simplest form, just as I do with food and sodas and everything else. God, strip it down to the simplest form so that I can see clearly what is of you and what is not. Guys, I believe, honestly, that's what we have to offer our kids. When I started, I talked about our examples are everything. I think kids are so bombarded these days with so many choices. I think a lot of the anxieties and, 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 and struggles that our kids are dealing with is because so much is coming at them so fast and furious and it's hard to determine what's, what's real and what isn't. You just don't know. Help them to strip down to the simplest form. God, help me to, help me to see you. Help me to walk with you. I don't have to be the best. Help me just to walk with you. I don't have to have a title. Just help me to walk with you. I, I feel like we're under such pressure to prove ourselves something, something big, something great. And, and, and Satan uses that to get us caught up in the chase after that something. When God is saying, simplest form, the simplest form, you are my child whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. I love you. I'm asking you to love me back. Let's start with the simplest form. That will keep us out of lukewarmness. We don't have to go and create heat. We don't have to go in search of something that's going to make me red hot for God. You know what's going to make you red hot for God? Loving Him. 
and allowing him to love you. Simplest form, our God would never make himself unreachable. He's not going to place himself out of the reach of those of us who are trying to get to him. So he is not asking you, asking me, asking Paige to show yourself superwoman, superman. He's simply saying, walk with me, love me, and let me love you. Guys, it's a simple one today, but lukewarmness, I think it plagues all of us. It's something that we so easily slip into. But I want us to know today, it's just as easy to slip out of. Step into a relationship with God, one step at a time. It's not about what you do. It's about you allowing yourself to be in the loving presence of God. Guys, thank you. Appreciate you being with me this week. I love you. I'll be praying for you as you pray for me. And until next week, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.